This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is a Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA radio station, Joy 94.9. For more information, head to joy.org.au. This is The Sound of Now on Joy 94.9. Hey, what's up? It's Triana Butler back with another extended conversation with an artist featured on Joy 94.9's The Sound of Now. Now, I'm a big believer that the music of the future is not going to sound like the music of the past, and it shouldn't sound like the music of the past. And nothing exemplifies where we're at with that thought right now more powerfully than the genre of hyperpop. It's a pretty new genre. It's been around for less than a decade. It's really, I guess, what happens when everyone has access to software like GarageBand, where people can, without having to shell out big money to use it, experiment in creating music and and just mash together whatever sounds they want. And couple that with the fact that there's now no gatekeepers to decide what is and isn't music and should and shouldn't be released. Anyone who wants to could just upload their music to the internet and just watch it find an audience. It's a genre that through artists like 100 Gex, Arca, Dorian Electra, and of course the late great Sophie has been a safe space for trans artists to experiment, create and flourish. And the latest name to add to that list is a 17-year-old Canadian artist by the name of Eliotto. His song Sugar Crash is doing the business right now. 85 million streams on Spotify, 55 million views on YouTube, and it's been used in 8 million TikTok videos. There are 8 million people who've been so influenced and affected by this song that they felt the need to share it with all the people who follow them online. I think that's phenomenal. Last week, I sat down with Eliotto via Zoom on his mum's iPad. We got to talk all about his song Sugar Crash. It's a great chat. I'm super thankful for Eliotto's time. Let's dive into it. This is the sound of now. Eliotto, I am so excited to chat with you today. Thank you so much for your time today. This is your first, not just Australian interview, first interview pretty much ever, right? Yeah, I'm really excited to be here, Triana. It's it's great. <laughs> I'm excited to chat with you. Man, this song, Sugar Crash, is blowing up. I want you to take me back to the moment that this song started kind of picking up traction did you realize how big it was going to go um I did not realize how big it was going to go but I realized how big it was getting and looking back it was very small numbers but to, to me that was astronomical I the day I released it it was just I kept refreshing the page more and more likes and comments were coming in and I was just freaking out pacing back and forth like oh my god this is more attention than I've ever received. It's it's resonating with a lot of people. How do you have your friends at school cuz I know you're still in school, right? Have your friends at school yes. taking it? That's got to be a weird feeling walking around. Absolutely, yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize that it's me. I do change my hair a lot, so there's that um the people who do realize tease me in a, in a nice way, of course, but I'm I'm definitely teased a lot. Like, is that the sugar crash guy? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. the sugar crash guy now, for sure. How have your family taken this? This because this sound is probably like no kind of music that they've ever heard before. They're gonna be kind of be sitting back, going like, "What the what the hell is going on here?" Yeah, no, I think my family is a little bit disappointed that I don't make all roots music like they do. My family is a bunch of musicians, right? And I'm I'm heavily influenced by them, but also I think hyperpop is for me. It's just so cool and yeah, it's it's definitely nothing they've ever heard before. 
<laughs> were they a little bit taken back by by how successful this is? Like you walk in one day, you're like, yeah, I'm on 70 million streams now. Like surely they're freaking out at that point. Well, I mean, I I freaked out to my mom as soon as I hit the first like thousand likes, to be honest. But um, it it's sort of taken a while to sink in. I know my mom had a little cry about it recently. Like, oh my god, you're you're gonna get big. <laughs> like, yeah. Hyperpop yeah. is this really exciting genre. I feel like there's, I mean, a lot of queer people, but especially trans people in particular who are really drawn to this sound. What was it that drew you into this sound in the first place? Absolutely, yeah. It's a it's a very, like, trans-sounding genre, I think. Um, I was drawn into it, like many people, by my early days on the internet, just exploring meme pages and um, YouTube as a kid, I had unrestricted access to the internet. And there was a lot of music there, like Hatsune Miku. And the, the people who really sort of branded that as hyperpop for me was Hunter Gex. Like, absolutely. I love Hunter Gex so much. <laughs> have, yeah. they, have they got in touch with you since this has all gone down? Surely they want to work with you. Um. I've been contacted by so many artists. They aren't one of them because I think they're off doing their own thing. And honestly, I can't wait to see what they do next. Um, I did reach out to Laura because I was feeling sort of bad. I sampled a snare from one of their songs and I, I just like apologize. Like, hey, just so you know, I wasn't trying to leech off of their, like your sound. They, they didn't care at all. Like it's, it's I, I wasn't doing anything wrong. So it's all good there. Well, that's the whole nature of the genre. I feel like there is a lot of sampling. That there's a lot of collaboration across different artists Absolutely. that want to yeah. work together. What's the dream, man? Who do you want to work with? Um, I would love to work with Kid Trash Pop. That was kind of the first hyper pop I ever heard before I realized it was hyper pop. And they're super cool. I stalk their social medias and I just, I, I would love to work with them. I think they're so awesome. Well, I mean, you've put it out in the world now. So if they hear this yeah, interview, like, this is going to happen. I saw you got that Dorian Electra follow back the other day. That's why. Yeah. Oh my God. I had a little freak out there. I never thought that would happen. I want to go back to, like, if you listen to some of your quite early stuff, going back to like, I get it. Like real early stuff, right? And you got like yeah. the vocal pitch down low. I feel that like as a trans person, like coming to this kind of music where you can make your voice do whatever you want it to do. Is that part of the excitement that you feel around it? Absolutely. I think that's a huge aspect of hyperpop that I've noticed just people are sort of um, like, they're, they're sort of like sinking into that as well, just because it's part of the sound. But I think the origin of that pitch shifting definitely comes from like euphoria and dysphoria and being able, being able to like present the way you want to with the help of technology. I think it's really beautiful. And even though it's not how our voices sound in real life, it's more authentic to us and like our souls, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Are you feeling that gender euphoria right now? It's a lot of ups and downs. I <laughs> I look in the mirror at the wrong angle and I'm like, oh God, oh God. <laughs> but um, yeah, with, with the way that my voice sounds in Sugar Crash, it surprisingly does not bother me because I did, I did pitch it up a ton. It sort of helps me detach myself from from the vocals if that makes sense. So it, it doesn't bother me as much when people are like, you sound like a girl. Like that's, that's 
it's pitched up dog of course i do it's a vocal effect man what do you reckon yeah totally tell me about this song sugar crash uh, and the process of putting it all together how long did this song take um i started the little project in garage bands just like as a sound font test for like a, a Pokemon sound font I had ripped off the internet. <laughs> and it, it was just like a little uh, classical like fanfare sound that I made and then forgot about for a few months. But the melody kept um, appearing in my head again and again. Like, geez, that really is catchy. I'm going to see if I can make some hyperpop. Hell yeah. I've got to ask because you said it. What's your favorite Pokemon? Um. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like... It's all right. Come yeah, back to it. Dunsparce. Dunsparce. My favorite Pokemon is Dunsparce. There we go. I I relate to Dunsparce a whole lot. All right. So have we got new music on the way from you soon, Eliotto? What's going on? Yes. I was experiencing a bit of writer's block recently just because of how high pressure everything has been. But I'm working hard. I'm working on a, an EP with all new songs and... I think you guys are really going to love it. So, How do you counter the writer's block? Um, I go on lots of walks, so many walks. <laughs> That's all I can do. I did not expect that to be the answer from the kind of music that you make because they feel like polar opposites. Yeah, really. You know, all, all that like bright like hatred and craziness comes from the smallest things like streetlights and, and crosswalks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, with this song, Sugar Crash, we're going to play it right now and swearing warning well in advance in case there are sensitive ears around. Uh, tell me about this song, what, it, what it's about. Um, it's about, it's, it's pretty literal. I ate too much candy and I felt terrible. <laughs> so I, I got down on the track and just described everything around me, like how I was feeling at the moment, what I was going to do later that night, take a bath. Um, and sort of just like a reflection of that, like COVID anger, you know, I wanted to get outside. I was lonely. I I feel that COVID anger as well. And if someday this COVID thing clears up and you're coming to Australia, you're more than welcome to stop by the Joy Studios. We'd love to have you in here, man. Absolutely. I missed Australia a lot. I went in 2019. Really? What were you doing over here in 2019? Yeah. Um, I was visiting, uh, my like some family friends over in Lennox head shouts to Mia. Yeah. <laughs> well, I you. miss those guys. Shouts to Mia. And hopefully we'll get you back over here real soon. And, and touring some Absolutely, music. Is yeah. live, a live shows on the agenda. Is that even a, a thing that you're interested in doing? Um, I had a bad experience with being on stage and performing live a while back. I'll get over it. It was really nothing huge. I just, yeah, it freaks me right out. I need to get used to being on stage again, and then hopefully I'll be able to perform live because I'd really like to. Well, I hope I hope you, you come around in your own time, but in a time that makes you comfortable and confident and feeling really joyous and euphoric on stage, man. So excited to chat with you. Eliotto from Calgary in Canada right now. Thank you so much for the chat today. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Find the full playlist on the Joy website, joy.org.au forward slash the sound of now. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community radio station, Joy 94.9. For more podcasts or to support Joy by becoming a member, donating or subscribing, head to joy.org.au.
Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.